Welcome to episode nine of the Grip It and Rip It podcast. I'm your host, Brian Burns. With me are my buddies, Andy Jack. Yo. Chris Nalepa. Hello. And Sunil Sandu. Hello, hello. All right, boys. So uh, how are your mustaches now? Trimmed. Uh, I still have mine, actually. I'm lazy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> your, your lack of mustache is still there? It's coming off tomorrow. <laughs> Before work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already all trimmed. All trimmed. Can dig it no more. Yeah, me too. It felt weird for about five minutes to know. Now I'm really glad it's gone. It's cold. Um, yeah, just uh, like to update everybody, I think our team brought together a whole $240. I think that's a pretty good effort by everybody. Way to go, Brian. Wow. Way to go, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, because it was all me. You guys suck. We brought the mustache. That's, that's what we did. That's right. I just I had the best mustache, so I brought all the money. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, all right, to hockey. Let's talk some hockey. So uh, Eric Carlson, he came back and played a game in Ottawa. That just happened last night. From our perspective, at least. Uh, how did you think that went, guys? Mm. Not super. <laughs> who, who all uh, did you guys watch all like the pre-interviews and read the articles? And did you guys get to see all that, or did you just watch the game? Or what did you do, Andy? I was listening on the radio because I was actually moving Sunil into his new house. Um, oh, Sunil, you root everything. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> but I mean, I watched it afterwards and. Uh, I don't really want to be a buzzkill. Like I was really waiting for this one because I mean it's it's the local boy and um, it seemed to be pretty melodramatic. Like I don't know if it still has like the sour taste of all the debacles in Ottawa happening or if it's I don't know what it was, but it didn't seem to be as sort of like heart wrenching as like other welcome back tributes have been. Like Alfie, everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of he held back though. He was a little more reserved because. In the pre-interview, uh, well, starting in Toronto, he just avoided the questions, walked out, and then when he got to Ottawa and he was starting to speak about things, you know, he opened up a bit, and he's he's still sad. You can tell he's still sad about leaving. And when he actually got on the ice, like um, San Jose let him go out as if like a rookie skate. No one else went out, and yeah, every, I saw that. everyone roared for him. Like, the crowd yep. went nuts, and then you know, like he didn't get emotional, and, and you would like to kind of see that, but. He he's definitely still sour with Melnick. Like, there's no ifs or buts about. Yeah, him. like that was that was apparent, right? And I think that's what kind of like held back the sadness and kind of there was still a little bit of that left over. And you know, and you can see he was a little excited to be back too. But yep. it, I guess it's because it was just like mixed emotions. Don't forget though, he never thanked Melnick or no. um, other idiot face there. What's his uh, Pierre? Yeah. I don't forget that, but what does that really have to do with? He's not gonna. He's not gonna come out and say, you know, hey guys, I'm back, and, and specifically target them, saying, you know, thanks, thank you guys for for playing a good video. Like when he came back, he said again, thank you to the fans. You you guys yeah. really made it, and it was good. He actually went out for, I guess, dinner too with some of the players on the team. Like he's still best friends with them, and even someone asked him, like, do you follow the Senators? And he was kind of like, uh, he didn't really want to answer. And he's like, yeah, obviously, I still follow them. He's like, you know, I wish they do really well, and Chabot's playing really well. He's like, I wish nothing but the best for them. And I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Like, he still follows them on social media and watches to see how they're doing. And it's like well, his heart's whole, still in Ottawa. The whole thing ended on bad blood, right? Like, things were obviously tense for the last year, year and a half, right? Things weren't great. And I think he's just moved on, right? He's moved on to San Jose. He's building a new life there and wherever he may end up after that, right? I uh, I don't think Carlson's going to stay long-term in San Jose, especially at the rate he's playing, right? Like, they picked him up with the intent of pushing for it. 
And I don't think San Jose is pushing towards anything, right? I don't think they're a cup contender. I don't think any of that's going to happen. So I think Carlson gets moved or at the end of this gets picked up by somebody else. Yeah, Couture doesn't think they're doing very well either. <laughs> not yeah. he, just, he just came out and said, like, we're not, we're yeah. not, pushing, we're well, not, not pushing hard. So They're not. They're not. It's not things aren't clicking, right? Things aren't, aren't working that well. This is uh, – it, it's just – I don't know. They picked him up with the like we picked Duchesne up last year, right? When Ottawa picked up Duchesne, they thought we were going to push for it, right? Which was silly, obviously. Even at the time, I said that was pretty silly. But uh, they were pushing for it. They had just made it to the conference final, and now they were going to try to go all the way. Uh, they're kind of doing the same thing with Carlson in San Jose, and it's just not. It's not gelling. Like it, it, he's underperforming. The team is underperforming to what everybody expected. You know. He's playing a different system, though. That's that's one of the big things. He's you can't have two crazy offensive defensemen going in front of the net and then relying on a forward to go back and play D. The way he's been accustomed to playing in Ottawa is that you know everyone fed him the puck. He had his D partner, who for you know multiple years was Mathot, and he was mm-hmm. the stay-at-home D, and he would always bail him out. But Carlson would weave in. He'd bring the puck in all the time. I don't really see that happening. Like, he's not really quarterbacking all the time in San Jose when you're watching him play. He's, that is, he, uh, he's feeding it up to most most of the time the wingers, and the winger dumps it. Yeah, that also, is it's funny. Not, uh, all eyes are not on him either, because Brent Burns is also a good defenseman in, uh, in San Jose, so he's kind of like, I think he's left behind a bit, and he still has a lot of minutes on the third line, to be honest. Who? Uh, Carlson. Well, he's leading the league. I think he's in like top three for minutes played. And yeah. he's got tons of shots. He's just, he's not producing. Yeah. It's kind of funny that situation, right? Being like when, when you pick somebody up in a free agency or trade or anything, you're usually going to fill holes, right? There, that wasn't a hole they needed filling. Like it's, it, you're right, Chris. Like I don't see a need for multiple guys that play that style of hockey, especially that are going to play together in situations, right? Like it. It just seems like poor planning, like poor overall planning of this team. So is it kind of like, were they looking just to kind of like catch like lightning in a bottle? Maybe start the season, he he just produces like, you know, Eric Carlson of old did. And then they kind of just run with it. And because it's sort of not panning out that way, this is just going to be sort of like a flip scenario. Like they'll just recover some assets at the trade deadline. Quite possible. Because you say you you don't think he's going to. Well, if he's not being traded, man, this is his last year of his contract. So then he walks away. He's gone. Yeah. So they you got to you got to trade him or sign him. And if so you don't think they're going to sign him, then no, he's got to go. And you got to try to get back whatever you gave Ottawa, which I mean is kind of doable because it wasn't yeah. wasn't it was, that much. It wasn't that much. So <laughs> yeah. But so, do you think he's going to have a turnaround? Like he's he's going to turn his game around by the end of end of the season? Well, he has until February. <laughs> it's not just him though; it's the yeah. whole team. It's just it's not gelling. Yeah, I, I see him turning it around to the point of him being an okay... Like, he still is an okay player. Like Although, yesterday, he wasn't all that great. Like, a lot of the plays scored against, uh, he was involved negatively, right? Like, he wasn't looking all that sharp against Ottawa. But that's to be expected. Often, defensemen aren't going to come back into their old home rinks and play all that well because the players know how to handle you. Mm-hmm. That, you know? too, yeah. And usually, like, big... Like, you, to your point about filling on need here, like, this was definitely not that... But I, but also like 
the whole Hall effect too. Like when he went, he had, I don't know if he had multiple years left on his deal, but you knew he was sticking around New Jersey. So he kind of had a year to, to like fluff off, to like shake off the Edmonton cobwebs and sort of like get into his own, like I've said before, where in this case you don't, it's either perform or you're out. <laughs> That's what it seems like to me. So San Jose has got to make up their mind what they're doing here, either uh, <clears throat> or get off the pot. Like Hall went to a team where he became the best forward. And then yeah, like exactly. you said, though, he, he had to like, get put into his place and like start performing because that's why we got you here but carlson went somewhere where you know the brett burns was already there like yeah. he's still yeah. the best defenseman on that team and he is he looks better right now than carlson like it doesn't sure even does. look like they're both battling for a horse no no you're right yeah it's it's funny seeing them compared on the same on the same team it's a bizarre scenario yeah, it's just high hopes. That's all it is, high hopes. You know, they like, you know, if we bring, can you imagine if we bring Eric Carlson? We already have Brett Burns. How many goals and stuff are going to, it was like that one year with Team Canada. Remember, like they had like all like crazy offensive lines. Too many four. stars. Yeah. Yep. And they just flopped. I think even they lost to Germany. They lost to, they beat like Kazakhstan and other teams. Was, that, was that Italy? Is that Italy that they did that when they were in Torino or whatever? Yeah, Aginla, yeah. St. Louis. Uh, yeah. I think Blake might have still been playing at that time, but it was it was like it was sad to watch. It was like yeah. wow, all this talent. Yeah, it's funny. Remember the uh, abs of old, like when they brought in Sol- uh, Solani in Korea, and they're like, "Oh, okay, plan the route." You know, like you can't lose when you have all this talent, and yep. yeah, it just sometimes doesn't gel. Like you need those guys to go get it in the corner, and you need uh, you know Ovi to stand still and take a one timer. That's why hockey's the best is you need that. It's a real full team game, right? You yes. can't yep. have hangers on playing hockey. You need bottom six and you need top nine. You can't have your whole team full of elite guys because they're not, yeah. they're not going to flourish as a player because they're not going to, everyone can't have the minutes. So everyone's got to yeah. have their role. Yeah. So totally there was sense. a, uh, there was a top guy that uh, signed a contract not too long ago that we've been waiting around for. Sure was. Uh, William Nylander signed six years, four point forty-one point four million dollars. at six point nine averaged out. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, he. I think. I think he got what he wanted. I at least really? close to. That first year sucks though. He gets paid well, like ten mil. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of it's prorated and and it's front heavy. Yeah. It's yeah. a tradable contract. I, yeah. I don't really understand the first year though. I I, I try to understand. I don't, I don't. He wants I, to give some money to his. Uh, his daddy, and money to his agent. for a guy that hold out that long, he actually got paid out. I mean, this might be the trend now where he started uh, something new. Yeah, they didn't have a choice, right? Like either sign him or can like continue having him sit. Like it just it. He he. They played chicken and he won. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, he kind of like he kind of. Like he did win because they prorated this year to to give him his, uh, you know, for the remainder of the games, like the six point nine over, or I think it's five point something. But you know, he didn't lose out by sitting out essentially. Like they prorated this first year. Um, but is it as far away from where we we heard he wanted in the first place, or like with the team? You know, it's like true because I think the verses like it was six for the team and eight for him was the rumor, right? And look, and at, it ended like, up being six point nine averaged out. So yeah. the team just barely ekes out a win on that one, I guess. Yeah, and like for waiting this long, I mean, like it it was a little dramatic, I guess, to you know, because at the end of the day, half an hour before you know the deadline, they got a deal done. 
Weren't we saying the, that a month and a half ago? Yeah. Weren't we saying, like, just give them the $7 million and be done with this? Like, exactly. Let them get some points for the team. And that's, Let them play that's with the ex- team. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened. The only thing, really, in the end is Toronto missed out on a month and a half of a good player. Yep. Pretty so, much. really, I know there's, like, a lot of people are jumping on, like, a pretty good job. We did not back down Dubas. And I said the same thing, but, yeah, I... Not really a super, super first contract negotiation. But also, Toronto wasn't hurting for this whole time, though. Like, they were still putting up numbers, winning games. Like, it didn't hurt them as much. No. And Kapanen was playing well. Playing really really well, actually. And we don't really know behind the scenes, like, what the Nylander camp was asking for either. This could have been, like, nine over eight sort of thing. You know, so maybe, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Something ridiculous. But uh, what do you think about when he... Now that he is back, he's going to be coming back. What do you think about his chances of being successful? Do you think he's going to gel? Or do you think there might be some resentment with some of these guys? He's going to light it up, man. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, he's gonna, like, is there and, room for him to light it up? Yeah, this year, 100%. Yeah. This is like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if anything, I think that they could... See, that there's no damage to be done here now. Now that the contract's signed, he could get... Uh, you know, ridiculous amount of points the rest of the year, and it's not going to do anything stressful to management. Like, it'll only increase his trade value, hint, hint. So feed him the puck. Put him with Matthews. I mean, I think it's a natural fit anyway. No, I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about from the management perspective. I'm talking about the other guys in the room who... Oh, I don't think so, man. I think everyone's, like, happy he got paid. Yeah. They don't really care because they were winning and they knew he was coming back in, in the end. Yeah, maybe if it had been the other way around, if they are losing, maybe. But you might be right because they were winning. Who gives a crap? Now, if he doesn't perform very well, there could be a little bit of like, come on, <laughs> you know, you held out. We know you're going to be a little, a little like rusty, but let's go. But if he becomes dormant, though, the press and like Toronto itself hmm. is going to chew him up. Like, oh yeah, they'll be eat him alive. Spot. It'll be yeah. great. That will be great. I, 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 for the story, I hope that so much. Screw Toronto, and that would be so funny. Just watch him <laughs> flop around. No points for his first dozen games. Yeah, it's not going to happen, though. I can't yeah. see it. Yeah, I agree. Because all he has to do is play with somebody on Toronto, and he's going to get some points. <laughs> yeah, line, pretty much. This. And you learn. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so we've got Line. He's absolutely... He went crazy last month. The month of November, he had 18 goals in 12 games, and that included three hat-tricks. Isn't that Three nuts? hat-tricks. In a month. In a month, in one month, yeah. Like they said, it's the most since Burray of old. Yeah, like which was which was nineteen goals in a month. So that was a long time ago. Yeah, he's yeah he's one goal behind that. That is impressive. I'm really happy though that it did happen because he had a sluggish start to the season, and yeah. I was like really concerned. Like, uh oh, like I'm not for the team, but for himself, it's like, oh man, he could he could really lose his confidence and. Like it could trickle down the lineup in in Winnipeg, but now kaboom! Now he's <laughs> leading the league in goals. Like, yeah, and like he handles it so nonchalant too. I think that's the best part. Yeah, oh, there he he's a really fun guy to watch. I think yeah. uh, absolute crowd favorite there in Winnipeg. Just love to watch him. His wrist shots look effortless. I'm watching him whip the puck, and it's just like, ugh. It's, not even it's like he's using like a canoe paddle, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's it's massive, and he has such like a weird, tall, like lumberjack frame that it's not like a really, uh, from what I watch, like it's not this crazy whip. It's like all raw power. 
He'd be going. Yeah. 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 And it's crazy. Like, he's got three assists on the year. He's got 21 goals and three assists. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. He's like, showing up. He's, no, making, no, no. he's making his money. He's going to make Give me. But Give also, he feels like he he fits into uh, to, to Winnipeg. You know, like the Winnipeg has this has this like grindy game, and he fits right in. It mm-hmm. seems like uh, Winnipeg got really lucky with him, and also Shifley and Wheeler Little. Ehlers is oh, he's starting to do better now. Ehlers, he got a hat trick there uh, yeah. not too long ago, and it's it's good to see him actually start producing again. Yeah, I think it's uh, this is. If they're going for it, it's now. This is going to be exciting. I'm really, uh, I know we're early, but I'm getting excited for those playoffs. I think, uh, I think long term, I think Winnipeg's the one that's going to be able to push it all year and get into that final. I'm, I'm stoked for that. Uh, we've also got uh, Ron Hextall got fired. That's kind of weird. Mm. <laughs> How long is Philly uh, going to go on like that? Someone. What do you mean? Well. They... They haven't had a, a number one goalie for a while. They've been struggling in certain areas, and no, it this could be the start of blowing it up, right? Like it, it could be things thing because Hextall's thing has been just keep going, keep going, keep going, right? Don't change a hell of a lot. Now, I think they're frustrated. I think its ownership is frustrated with him, and it's get him out of there and let's let's start a rebuild. Yeah, like from what I've heard, I mean, it's it was a little bit of a clash of mentalities between GM and. And uh, like ownership or whatever CEO. Anyway, Holmgren versus Hextall. So I yeah. guess Hextall had a little bit more of a uh, wait and see approach with sort of like the guys in the cupboard, um, whereas the management upstairs was like, no, we have the tools now. We want to win right now. So do something to win now. And he just is was like hesitant to. He said, you know, I'm gonna you know let let the guys come through. And I think a lot of the pressure was about the goalie that they haven't had in forever. Um, and, and I guess Hart's kind of not really ready or next year close so anyway i don't know hextall out and see what happens yeah it's uh i find it so bizarre though right like a firing of a gm a gm is usually somebody you think about long term right like they're making those big decisions and all that long-term stuff if you want to turn things around now wouldn't you like throw the coach out too or are they just gonna do you think they're waiting for the next gm to make that kind of decision on who the next coach is going to be or do you think that's not going to change at all no, I think they're gonna leave it to, for the GM to do, like find a coach and then the coach to uh, get some feedback on who's which player is gonna leave and which player is gonna stay. I think they need to blow up the team personally, but but they got a lot of young 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 kids there playing too. So uh, you know when you say blow up, it's like what Giroux, Voracek, mm-hmm. Ghost. Yeah, Ghost no, Bear, I, I don't like, think they. You know, you I don't can't... think they need to go all the way back to ground zero. It's just. You know, I, I think a, a retool, if anything, would be would be. A, you're right; they do have some absolutely amazing young talent, but I think, yeah, I think you know that's the role of the GM is to do hirings, you know, for players and staff. I think they're probably waiting for that, waiting for that person, find the right guy to make that kind of decision. But it just seems like it, it's just un, un uncommon to see a GM go before a coach. It is. We haven't, we rarely see this actually. And, uh, I mean, they're Florida's kind of always been forward heavy. Um, and then they've drafted a couple, uh, like going to be really, really good defensemen. Um, it's just, they take a while and man, when you have shaky goaltending for as long as they have, uh, it's tough. Like usually it's the goalies, the, the all-star goalies that get you through the season and, and make you look like geniuses. And when you have, tandem goaltending and 
you know, subpar. It's, uh, man, it's, it's, it brings a lot of things to light that a good goalie can, can kind of cover up. Like, uh, you know, why is Ottawa looking so good this year? <laughs> Anderson again, standing on his head. Yeah. Lots of shots. Lots yeah. of shots. So many shots. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting, but you know, they tried to shape things up at the beginning of the year by adding gritty, but that doesn't even <laughs> seem to have done it. Put him in this. <laughs> yeah. I want like him a, to be the GM. There's like a fan poll of like who should be the next GM, and it's gritty. Yeah, it's it's gritty. Like gritty, 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 and gritty. It was four yeah. different pictures of gritty. They tried to elect him in the election there, the the midterms. Like he's just gonna. They love him there. They got nothing else to look at. But they were saying, I heard uh, somebody talking about uh, Philadelphia's now. The the Flyers are the fourth biggest draw now in the city. Right, you've got baseball, football, and basketball all beating hockey now, which hasn't been the case usually in the past, right? And the football makes sense, right? They just won the Super Bowl, that's fine, but basketball is now ahead of hockey in Philadelphia, and that's not a good sign. That's not good for the future. You know, I'm not saying they're in in trouble or anything. I just think that uh, what's going on if you can't get people to go to your games? Like that's a dangerous trend, right? When people start when 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 the numbers start to go to a different sport, that's showing that the new generations are starting to move away from your sport, right? Like, is is that generation, the old-time hockey Philly fan, is that starting to die away and the new fans are leaning towards all the other games? Or is just, you know, they're tired of losing, so they're going to another team in their city that's winning? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, a I lot of the so. culture around Philly is, like, they keep it from the Broad Street Bullies, which was forever ago. So it's like rough and tough and, you know, can drop the mitts and that kind of stuff. But if you look at the way the league's going, it's the complete opposite direction. Yep. So, yep. you know, the management wants to hire or, or sign all these these rough and, and, uh, and tough guys. But then when you fall behind in the league, it's like, well, what did you kind of expect? That's so, what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. You can't win like that anymore. Or at least it's very difficult to. Um, yeah, and Shea Weber came back and did some stuff. What happened, Shea. Sunil? Shea, well, he came back and uh, started scoring out of nowhere. So That's I good. thought he was be uh, really silent. To be honest, after the injury, I thought he was old. I thought he was going to come back and kind of like play the back uh, back defense, like defensive defense kind of game. But no, he's uh, he's keeping up with the youngsters in Montreal, which is quite astonishing yeah to be honest good sign get some yeah. goals that's why well, it's time for for him to pay up with the pk suban trade pay up, let's <laughs> pay go. up. Jeez. yeah well that's a complete di- like couldn't be more different styles right like weber and suban like totally different guys having uh the lack of suban is uh is definitely felt yeah but yeah. uh yeah, i think there. yeah definitely loved like that's a hard decision to make to get rid of a guy like that in Montreal. Like, you know, that's going to be unpopular. I still think it's a bad trade, right? No matter what. Yeah. It's always going to be a bad trade. Yeah. He was a fan, fa- fan favorite and he donated, like he still donates a lot of money to the hospital and stuff like that. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it as a GM. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Well, exactly. But he's clearly not going for any kind of a, uh, any kind of a popularity contest in Montreal, <laughs> no. that's for sure. He doesn't give a crap about what other people think of him. You can see it in his face. 
Yeah. Even when he does like yeah. uh, interviews and stuff, they ask him a question, he's just like, ugh, ugh. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of other people who uh, don't give a crap about what people think about him, uh, Eugene Melnick was in the news again. Uh, launching a $700 million lawsuit against his partner, the Trinity Development Group, uh, over some condos that they want to build and how this is now kind of put... Uh, a damper. Put a hold on... Yeah, well, I, I think it's put a complete uh, end. Yeah, it's put an end to the to the rink. Yeah, so the, the rink at Le Breton Flats sounds like it's not going to happen now. Ottawa's going to continue playing in Canada for ever i assume because there's not really room downtown other than LeBreton to put it so you know, yeah we, we had a fix for that we talked about it last episode we had a, we have a place all picked out winchester you know we have lots of <laughs> winchester. no one no yep. one disagreed with that idea last week so we might just have to go forward with that i just feel <laughs> i gotta throw my two cents on this topic and i couldn't be more mad i couldn't be more upset like like i've been upset and i've been mad and i've gone and spoken my mind about that on this show but i had to say it i literally couldn't be more upset about this like this is this is to me possibly and i so badly hope i'm wrong but the beginning of the end for the ottawa senators franchise like it's it he is trying to tear it down and i've been saying that along that he's been trying to tear this down he's he's putting the last nails in the coffin if they can't move downtown this this cannot survive long term I don't know if he wants to move them. I don't know if he wants to sell them. I don't understand what he could possibly be thinking. Gary Bettman's not going to let him move. He's not going to let him sell at a loss, which he's going to have to at this point. So I just don't know where we are. Yeah, like if if he's going to try to sell the team, which, I mean, like you said, I I honestly can't. If they don't get this LeBreton Flats deal, the Illuminate LeBreton thing figured out, which sounds like it's not going to happen, but... Anyways, I don't know, whatever. If it does happen, great. But if they can't, um, the value of this team has to be north of $650 million. I know that it may not be um, because of Melnick, but, I mean, they just they just told everybody else, if you want another team in the league, uh, for like Seattle, you got to pony up. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's just one thing after another with this ownership. Yeah, and we've been saying that since before the season started one thing after another and it it just doesn't stop like i made the joke like well we could talk about this week or we could save this till next week when the next melnick thing comes up <laughs> right like it's it's literally constantly i uh i don't know i love watching the hockey but i cannot stand this team anymore it's just awful it's just it's horrendous i'm a Leafs fan brian just call it a day <laughs> yeah just call us all a favor just go sends go absolutely not <laughs> Till the day I die. No. Well, maybe they'll go to Hamilton like, what's this ball silly oh, one at all? Oh, my yep. God. Oh, my God. Free Blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note. On that note. Well, that was, uh, that'll be it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you have any feedback or questions, email us at gripitpod at gmail.com or uh, follow us on uh, at gripitpod. Uh, thanks for the episode this week, boys. Yeah, keep a stick on the ice. Always fun to stay regular. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.